There is a horrible movie called Get Out. And by no means do I recommend that you watch it. But I'm going to talk about something that that movie portrays. So I'm going to give you some spoilers too, which shouldn't matter because like I said, I do not recommend that you watch that movie. But basically that movie is about a new surgeon and his sadistic, crazy white family. That what they do is they kidnap black people and sell their body to their other crazy white friends that are old or crippled or blind and they want to possess a younger, physically fit African body. It's crazy. It's just, it's demonic. Like I said, horrible movie. But the reason I'm saying this is because the principle is very similar to the idea of being born again. See, the bodies of those black people, by hypnosis and a neurosurgery, adapt in the brain of the crazy white people that wanted to be in control of the black body. And in the movie it works, you know, the neurosurgeon, he knows what to do and he transfers the consciousness of the brain into the African body and they start being in control. But even doing so, the person that was there before, the black person, is still somewhere in there, in the subconscious. And whenever they see a bright flash or something like that of an epilepsy, they kind of regain conscience a little bit. Because even though the brain is gone, they still have some muscle memory of who they were before, the real person that was in control of that body before the nasty, crazy white person took over. And that's very similar to how it is, like I said, with being born again. Because when you're born again, really what happens is that the Holy Spirit takes control. But just because it takes control and you get a new heart, so to speak, doesn't remove your old self. It doesn't automatically replace the muscle memory. No, you still have that residue inside of you, just like in that nasty movie. You can get a new owner in the house, but it's still the same house. With all the filth, the same walls, the same furniture, everything else is the same. So you cannot expect to be completely new, clean, holy, pure-hearted in an instant. That just does not happen. That is a fantasy view of salvation. That's why most people look at all the Christians that preach this kind of mess and say they're out of whack and they're doing drugs because that just does not work. And God does not wish you to pretend and start mumbling like we do in all those bored churches. That is not speaking in tongues. Those people do not have the Holy Spirit. They have the crazy spirit. They're maniacs. No, God is so practical God is intelligent. He's not going to wave his wand and turn you into a frog. 
No, he gives you his spirit to guide you, to teach you how to change yourself. He does not change you. If you read all of the prophecies and everything written about, you know, the people with the white robes, they say they wear robes that they have washed in the blood of the Lamb. Jesus doesn't wash it for you. You wash it in his blood. Sure, it's his blood, but you're the one who's doing the washing. You're the one that have to work out your salvation, that have to produce fruit, that have to constantly, continually, and intentionally work on changing yourself, changing your nature, changing how you think, how you talk, how you walk, how you interact. You have to put in the effort, and it's not easy. The Holy Spirit makes it available. It makes it possible, whereas before you just had no chance. It was too much for you. Now you can do it, but it still takes a lot of work. Because like anything, you don't develop a habit by a one-time event. Now, it's repetition, muscle memory. Just like you didn't get addicted by smoking one joint, drinking one beer, sleeping with one person, it took a handful. Same thing now. You don't get holy and develop good manners by saying thank you once, being kind once. You have to do it over and over again until it becomes your what? Second nature. And then the first nature. You have to become that person. It's not about what you do, it's about who you are. Anyone can do anything consciously when they are in, you know, sober-minded, complete attention in their full strength. You can lie. But when you're sick, when you're tired, where your mind is not fully there, you go back to your default because you're not cognitive enough to manipulate and deceive. And that's when you reveal who you truly are. And that is the testing, because God is not interested in your cognitive conscience lying and manipulation and acting. He's concerned about your heart, who you truly are, underneath the facade. Are you really a kind and loving person, or do you just put on a show for your fans? But then behind closed doors, when you're done signing those books, you're nasty to your wife, beating up your children, swearing and cussing. You might fool your fans, but you're not fooling your maker. So again, I say, John thinks that just because you come to the Lord, you are made new. No, it's going to take a lot of work and you have to be willing. That's why Yeshua said, anyone who wishes to follow me, be his disciples, walk with him, live with him, be saved, you must deny yourself, lay down your life, pick up your execution stake and follow him. Those words seem to be going over everybody's head nowadays. And in the past, of course, but especially nowadays, because nobody wants to deny themselves. They just want to give God a few hours on Sunday, if that, and the rest of the week do whatever they want. But that's not going to get you to heaven. (laughs) That's the fastest way to go to hell. He said, deny yourself, lay down your life, meaning... Stop doing your own will. 
Stop chasing your desires, fulfilling your cravings, doing what you wish to do. Be willing to die for your Lord, to lay down your life, to jump on that grenade, to step up and take a bullet, to be tortured, to be persecuted and executed for his name's sake. Whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Whoever keeps his life will lose it. Same thing of saying what I just did. Lay down your life for his name's sake. You stop trying to do what you want, what's convenient, what you've always done. Be uncomfortable. Stand up to those who persecute you. Stand up to those who mock your maker. Fight the good fight of faith. Don't cave in just because they intimidate you. They threaten you. You might lose your job. You might lose your home. You might lose your children. You might lose your own life. So many of you fake believers have no conviction, no backbone. You are not going to be delivered. You are going into the fire because you have failed to produce the good fruits that God is interested in. Yeshua said the axe is at the root. Every tree that does not bear good fruit will be chopped down and thrown into the fire. Because you have failed to redeem yourself. You have failed to clean that filthy old house. And God is not interested in dwelling in old filthy houses. You have to clean that flesh, clean that mind, purify your heart. And that's what you have to do. He's teaching you the way, he's leading you the way, he's showing you the door, but you are the one that has to walk through it. And as we say, there is a difference between knowing the path and walking the path. Many people claim to know the path, they read their Bible every day, they go to Bible meetings and Bible studies and Bible groups and go to church, and none of them walk the walk. All we do is talk the talk. And that is just not going to cut it. And as a matter of fact, it only makes it worse because now you're the servant who knows the master's will and still does not obey. It would have been better for you to be an atheist than a professed Christian who does not follow Christ. Does not live as Yeshua lived and walk as Yeshua walked. Be very careful. God is not some fairy tale, he's not a genie in a bottle, he's not there to make you happy. He's a judge, honest, just judge, and he will judge you according to your deeds. Rest assured, justice will be served, it will be swift, and it will be for you without mercy. Repent. Repent.